Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story, they are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. It's not often that you meet people who are quite young and they understand the call of God on their life and they run with it. Often young people are quite confused and they don't know in which direction to go. Yet some of them do understand what God calls them to do and they get up every morning and go for it. Well, today we have a young person, a beautiful young lady, Letitia Price, who is doing just that. She understood God's call on her life and every day she engages in it. Welcome to Kingdom Stories from Down Under, Letitia. Thank you, Nathaniel. You know, uh, we meet a lot of young people and we want to encourage them, we want to build them up and push them in the right direction, but you don't want to push them too much. Yet, I think the Holy Spirit has convicted you to go for it, go for it from a young age. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's no wrong answer. <laughs> yes and no, you know. It took me a little um, time to get there. I made my mistakes. Yeah. As well. <laughs> of course you would. When I was younger. Yeah. So I'm still young, but I've had my trials and um, I've overcome them and now I would not want to relive them again. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so um, I wasn't born that way. <laughs> no. Well, we, we get some something given in our DNA, but for a lot of the things we actually have to work, don't we, in life? So where did it all start for you? Were you born here in Perth? Yeah, I was born here in Perth. I raised, was raised a Christian. Um, went to church. Was born in a church, really. In a church, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Pretty born much. a Catholic, I will die a Catholic, you know, kind of thing. No, no. Sort of thing. No. Bit of a cult church, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with their teachings now that I'm older. Hmm. But um, always loved Jesus as a child growing up. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of kids do. They yeah. have that natural connection. Well, if your Sunday school teacher and your family is good, then <laughs> if they're kosher, the rest of the church doesn't really... Yeah. And, you know, if they, if they love you and they care for you, the doctrine can be a bit skewed. It doesn't matter when you're young, <laughs> does it? Not when you're young, no. Was it a, a Christian church or was yeah, it... Yeah, it was a Christian church and I have um, no complaints. Yeah. Per se. Seventh-day Adventist or? <laughs> Sounds like it, but no. <laughs> um, uh, Potter's House. <laughs> no. I'm we did go to the Potter's House too. Mum always tried to find the right teaching. Okay. And it um, took a while. Okay. It took a, a very long while, actually. So we went to the Potter's House. We did go there. Um, this was a revival fellowship that I grew up in. Okay, I'm probably not familiar with it, so I don't know much about it, so I can't say much. It's just that we've had people who had been to the other churches uh, uh, okay. on the shore. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've, they've had their own challenges, yeah. both in the Seventh Day and Potter's House. Not necessarily that they're bad churches. No, it's just that no. they, they had their challenges. Yeah, and I think it's an unrealistic growing up, you know, yeah. to be this perfect... Christian, I think you'll find that the kids that I grew up with may come across as the perfect Christians in the church, but I don't think personally maybe know Jesus. They have to be so perfect, they can't live their own life to experience Jesus. It's a lot life. of works and a lot of pretense. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. until I did my own, my own thing 
that mm. I learned really how much Jesus loves me. Mm. So if I was just told that, um, it's not the same. So what's your earliest memory of childhood? <laughs> Meaning? <laughs> no, like, I mean, do you remember when you were three or four or five? Yeah, I do. I have memories uh, probably about three. Yeah? <laughs> what? Well, we moved to Tasmania then. Um, from Western from Australia? Western Australia. Mum decided that she wanted to live in Tasmania. Um, she took my brother and I and... My dad wasn't aware, so <laughs> that lasted about six months until he came finding us. <laughs> oh, so it was a getaway? Something yeah. happened? No, it wasn't a getaway, but mum just thought dad would never let us go and it was right. <laughs> so she took us without his permission and that's probably why I remember it. <laughs> so you went to uh, Launceston or Hobart? Hobart, yeah. Okay. Um, that's just one of many childhood memories I yeah. have. <laughs> so your brother younger or older? Younger. Okay. And how? what's the difference? A couple of years? Two years, yeah. Two years, nice. Okay, so you went to Tassie. Your mum just wanted uh, a new start or... Yeah. Do you know what happened between them? Why she decided to oh, go? Oh, that wasn't like her leaving my dad. They okay. were already <laughs> divorced at this Oh, point. they were divorced? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But she took my brother and I. And your brother's from the same dad? Yeah. Okay. And I, my dad wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> okay. I understand. So it's imprinted in me. This okay. memory. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. And then he came back for to find you? Yeah. And he did find you? Yeah. And then he wanted you to come back to WA so he can spend time with the kids. Not so much with the mum. Yeah. Okay. And then mum came back. So here we are, back in WA. <laughs> okay. Did mum remarry? No, mum is not remarried. I don't think she has any interest <laughs> in remarrying. Okay. Dad remarried. Mm -hmm. um, he did right away. So we've always had a stepmom and stepchildren, stepsisters. And you spend weekends with him occasionally or on a regular yeah. basis? Mm, occasionally. Mm -hmm. Rarely. <laughs> what suburb did you grow up in here in Perth when you came back? Vic Park. Vic Park. And you went to school in Vic Park? Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. Vic Victoria Park Primary. Is Vic Primary? Nice, nice. <laughs> How was it at school? Um, yeah, it was as good as school gets, I reckon. Were you pretty good at uh, yeah. studies? And Yeah, until I hit high school. What was your favourite subject? Math. You were good at maths? Mm. Nice. Don't ask me that now, but and back then I was. <laughs> church life was pretty good. You'd go every Sunday. Sunday, Friday, Wednesday, Saturday. Quite involved. It was yeah. in that area, the church? Um, this one was in Yajba. Okay. This so is where my dad went to church. Just south of Fremantle. So it was quite far from Big Park. Is that south of Fremantle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kuji. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. It's hard to remember when you're That's so young, right. you know, I just no. kind of got in the car and went. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you're still a 40 minute drive every time, wasn't it? 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, well, um, so my mum and dad were married in the church when they divorced, one could stay. So dad Only stayed. one could stay, that, yeah. that was the rules in the church. Yeah, so dad stayed and we would go where we saw dad. Then. Okay. And then mum went to a local church. Well, yeah, then mum was trying to find the best church she could. We didn't always grow up in church with mum, just mm -hmm. because um, I think she had a pretty bad experience with that church being yeah. um, ostracizing her. Yeah, it would have been tough. 
Yeah. And I don't think a lot of churches do handle divorce very well. No. Um, yeah, it's just the way you know people are, unfortunately. We'd, we'd love the world to be perfect and no divorce to happen, but, you know, it's not always the case, is it? Um, and uh, being at home with mom, challenging or quite a smooth ride? Challenging. Didn't get along well? I think being a young girl, mm -hmm. you're going through so many different changes and mum's pretty young, so there's not, there was about a 20 year aged gap. Yeah. There wasn't, there still is, yeah. a 20 year age gap. Um, yeah, it, I think it was difficult for mum, you know, being single with three children as well so you've got and a, so young. You've got an older brother or sister? I do. Okay. I have an older brother, a younger brother and a younger sister now. Okay, so four. Four. Nice. So the younger sister is the stepsister? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, half sister, but... From dad's side? From mum's side. Oh, mum's side. Mum's side. Oh, so she, did, she didn't remarry, but she had a child? Yeah. Okay. I hear. It's a long story. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, coming back to you. Uh, so school's pretty smooth. Things are going well. Primary school, you navigated somehow with your brothers and sisters. Well, sister, well when did the sister come in? <laughs> um, I was 14. Okay. So I'd almost left school at that point. <laughs> you actually left school? Yeah, I did. I left school at um, 15. Why was that? I moved to America when so I was 15. you were at 14, that's grade 7, so you finished primary school? <laughs> I finished primary school, yeah. And then? <laughs> um, I did year 8, year 9 in high school. Okay. And then in year 10 I left. I, had a, um, I won a contract in America with a top agency there to model and saw it as a fantastic opportunity. Mm -hmm. Were you introduced to modeling here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the agent from America scouted me and I represented Australia in a competition mm -hmm. and that won me a contract with Ford. So it just sounded like too good of an opportunity sure. to miss. So my dad wasn't too impressed with it, but mum was quite supportive when I moved there. On your own? At 15? Yeah. In Detroit? In uh, New York. New York, okay. Because Ford, I think it is, in, but maybe their marketing was in New York. I think they have a few agencies. Yeah, offices and yeah. agencies, okay. So you moved to New York. Uh, did you stay with a family or on your own <laughs> no, in an yeah. apartment? Uh, there's a model apartment. Okay. Um, five girls to one room, ten girls to one apartment kind of style. Oh, quite dense. <laughs> And you know, you're all kind of competing for the same work and some are from third world countries where that is the money that they're going to send home to their families. So it's quite competitive. I've had a few crazy... Scratch fights? Yeah, yeah. Mud fights? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the same agency brings all this uh, talent, these models, and they're hoping to, to obviously to promote uh, them and be able to get contracts for them. Yeah. So they didn't have a contract for you. No, no. You I had a contract for, with the modeling agency, but the modeling yeah. agency didn't have work in it instantly. No. Generally, you just rock up to the country that you're supposed to go to and meet 30 clients in one week. Yeah. And then from there, see what kind of response you get. And how did it go with you? 
Well, I lived there up until last year, so um, 13 years. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. Now people <laughs> can work it out. <laughs> they can love your age. All right. So, um, so it went well. It, it went, went well. well. I fell in love with New York. Mm -hmm. um, the first, I was supposed to go there for three months, and the first three months, I just, it was freezing, and I couldn't get along with anyone. I was so young. So it was winter. It was winter. It was January. Um, and I didn't like it. And I was kind of on the phone to mum. I don't really like it. People are kind of rude. And within the time that I was supposed to be coming home, I was like, I'm never coming home. <laughs> this is now you my home. You scored a job. You scored a good job. Or a few contracts. friends and just made my little life. I uh, got an apartment with a friend and I wasn't living in the model apartment anymore. I found some independence and... Were you just working for the agency or you did other work as well? Just for the agency. And there was enough work to keep you going? Yeah. Yeah, I worked uh, a lot. A lot, a lot. It's strange more for photos, a 15 year old. More photos, more still or videos? Uh, mostly photos, yeah. Photos. Yeah. I was a bit short for runway compared to these six foot giants over there. Yeah. So lo lots of photos and yeah, it's strange to think of a 15 year old modeling for 30 year old, 40 year old women. Yeah. Clothes, yeah. and was it mainly clothes or jewelry or a mixture? Everything, uh, hair, makeup, jewelry, clothes, you name it, I did it. <laughs> and was it good money or not so fantastic? The agency was ripping in the benefits. Um, the agency definitely benefit, definitely, but um, at the time, particularly because the recession hadn't hit there yet in two thousand and ten. Um, so before that, I was killing it. Yeah. And I was so young, I had no idea what money really was, you know. So you weren't saving, you were just... No, I just would get five manicures a day kind of thing, you know. Can we change the colour? Okay. <laughs> Taxis everywhere. I just, yeah, I was living the life. Their life, yeah. <laughs> um, alcohol? Drugs? Parties, alcohol, drugs, you name it. Yeah. I went from, um, like I said loving Jesus my whole life to kind of in the deep end of the big bad city, <laughs> big bad apple, and in the glitz and glam of the rich and famous, yes. um, you name it, I went to Paris Hilton's birthday party and you know, all of these things when that was a, a time. And a <laughs> Did it get abusive as well? Were yeah. they taking advantage of you? Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I've experienced a lot in these 10 years. Um, the more money people have, you know, the more power they think they have and they just do whatever they want. And unfortunately, modelling agencies are um, subject to it because a rich man thinks, hey, who do I go to? An yeah. agency, you know, and they go, we'll book these five girls on a Vogue photo shoot and... The agency thinks it sounds great. Yeah. You know, everyone flies to this city, meets there, and um, there's an ulterior motive behind it. They might have clients that sure. are shooting for Vogue, and the agencies are all involved, but somebody's the head of this, and he pops in and does what he wants to do to who he wants to do it. And that goes on... Um, all the time. All the time. I've seen it only a couple of times, but um, I've heard stories and I'm imagining it would go on a lot. And you had no say? Oh, I mean like um, drugging people and 
raping them. They have them. no say. Yeah. yeah, getting them to a state where they can do whatever they want. Yeah, it was just, I learned so much, you know, and I continue you, to learn. Could you guard yourself or you you just, or you didn't uh, care either? Well, I was so young, you know, I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> I think I used to do a lot of things um, in terms of modelling photo shoots, like holding a cigarette or whatever, just because I didn't know how to say no, and I was so young. Yeah. Being an adult now, I'm like... I'll only do a particular thing if it suits me, you know? Yeah. And that's the worry for young girls going into industry like that is um, you're, you're dealing with top photographers or people you've read about and who are influential or who you think will get you where you want to go or whatever. So you just sort of do what they ask you to do. How, how did it affect you? Like, would you have moments of awareness when, when was it? Was it, were you getting clarity along the way or oh, yeah. you dismissed most of it? No, you just so locked your mind or blocked? At the time, I was having the time of my life, I, felt, I thought. You know, I was in relationships, I was going out, I was um, extremely popular, I had lots of friends, had my independence, which I didn't really like living at home or going to school or whatever. I was just, I had a great time, but... Um, it wasn't until about 10 years later that I, it all caught up with me, you know, who so I what, was. So what uh, attracted people to you? Was it just the looks or also your personality? I think both. I don't think it was just my looks. I hope not. No, no, no. But I mean, you know, sometimes they want to have among them in their, in their circle of friends some good-looking people. Oh, for sure. For sure. That goes on a lot. They yeah. People get paid for models to go yeah. out. Just, to this place, yeah. just to be seen there. Just so. for photos, just for parties. A lot of it is just based sure. on purely how you look. Yeah. And for the first time last year, I had a job interview where they asked me about me, <laughs> you know, who I am, what I like, and that was nice. Yeah. Trauma? Trauma, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, not anymore. Wounds? Healed? Healed. Healed wounds. But um, I, had, I didn't really realise how far into it I was until I guess it was about four years ago um, I came home to recover after a breakup and my visa usually takes two weeks to renew yes. at this point took two years to renew but for those two years we had no answer on what, what was going on with it so all I wanted was to be back in New York probably back with my ex back working, back doing whatever I was doing. And God had a completely different plan for my life at that point, which was just, that's basically my testimony. Um, of I've had plenty of time to reflect and I started to think maybe my visa wasn't going to come through because I didn't deserve to go back and do it all again or um, I had a great opportunity and this is what I did instead and I was like an onion just layer after layer and I was um, 24 living in my sister's bedroom with her sharing a room with her from so much independence to that and I didn't want to get a house I didn't want to get a job I didn't want to get a car because I just wanted to be in America um, and yeah I really could reflect on what kind of life I lived and Maybe why I shouldn't go back to America. Was it surreal almost? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it was surreal for sure. Um, so was... what what knocked you out the most? Do you think the fame, the glamour, or the alcohol, the narcotics, the drugs? I wasn't like. You weren't constantly drunk. No, constantly no, drunk. no. So you were never addicted. No, 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 not like that. It, um, I was very lucky. I was always very strong-willed, mm-hmm. um, and I always, I always loved Jesus, even in my darkest times. You know, so. Not that you were connecting with him. Yeah, I. But I would. In the back of the mind, would you pray? Would you say? Yeah, of course, always. God help me, oh Jesus, I hope I can. Always. Always. Yeah. Always, but God let me do. What I wanted to Did do. you feel guilty as well? Knowing yeah. like the yeah. guilt will sink in in the morning or Um, I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't I was um way too young to make any decisions on my own. So the draw card was it independence or glamour or something else? Um I was making great money, I was mingling with famous people, I was so young that it was very exciting. Yeah. Um, I loved going out, I loved having friends, I loved being so popular, um, I loved modelling the style of work that I was doing, getting paid so much money for getting my hair and makeup done. And yeah. There was plenty of draw cards and I, st- I still do, I still love modelling this, uh, you know. No one saw you, no one cared for you in, in this time in New York, no one, there was no uh, uh, an angel coming your way, a mentor, a some somebody that could spot you, or I you have... probably dismissed them. Have Have you had any encounters along the path? Well, I think at this point, God really just gave me, as He does to everybody, full free will to mm-hmm. everything and anything you like. You know, yeah. He knew that the devil was just gonna grab me and take me on a roller coaster and that obviously I needed to go through that to come back to Jesus and know that he was my only chance of salvation. So it could have been far worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Could have been far worse. I'm very lucky. I've experienced girls suicidal, um, so much depression. There's, you know, it, as a job, you just get rejected. All the time. Yeah, picked about like how you look and you've just spent an hour to get ready to think you look as best you can and they're just straight up like no ew <laughs> no, 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 no. yeah it Swipe. takes a lot especially yeah. after many years of that you know um a lot of the most beautiful girls i know are the most insecure girls that i know mm. oh, i would affect you emotionally yeah i'll mess you up yeah what was constant during that time for you was there anything constant was there an anchor during all that period? No. no during anchor. that period, my anchor was my selfishness. Your ego. Yeah. Hey, ego is a I mean, is a defense mechanism. So yeah, you were strong-willed, as you said. You had a. I was in control of everything. I was flying here, there, and everywhere. I was living my best life, is what they say. Okay. You know, is what they think. So now you're back home, you're with your sister in your in her little bedroom in back in Big Park. Is it Big Park now still? Oh okay, so I've been back and forth a few times since then, but now I'm at home on my own. Yes. Oh you're on on your own? Yes. Okay, so your sister's gone, <laughs> but you're in her bedroom. And you have to confront your uh, monsters. 
Yeah, it, it was, um, I didn't know where my visa was, why I wasn't able to go back to America. I had my dog there, I had my house there, I had my career there, um, all my friends, my whole life that I built for 10 years was there. And I was just desperate to go back there. Sure. Um, the best thing was the hardest thing, you know. So it was very hard for me to have no answer, no idea what was going on. Um, no stability. I was living out of a suitcase for two years, just waiting. And also just waiting, you know. So were you at home with mum? Yeah. I did a little bit of travelling, but for the most part I was at home. And um, one night I was driving home from a friend and in my windscreen wiper was coming all these flashbacks, like maybe your visa's not coming because you did this and maybe you're like this now because this is what happened to you when you were this age and remember how you said this well maybe that's why you're like this now and there were just terrible memories coming at me yeah it was satan you know and i'm going yes yes yeah i did that that happened also that happened <laughs> i am that way what more you know can yeah. keep going and they, they did, they just kept coming and coming and I was like kind of dodging them as I'm driving home. And when I got home, I um, looked in the mirror and I was just like, who am I, you know? Yeah, good question. <laughs> yeah, all of these things did happen. That is who I was or whatever. And, and now what? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the truth. Now what? And I just had this um, grace in the mirror This that wasn't physical. It yeah. was coming out of me of this stillness and peace. Because in these two years, I only had Jesus. I didn't have um, a house. I didn't have anything. I just relied completely on him at this point for the first time in my life. Mm. He was my, my rock. So did you start... Reading the Bible. Oh yeah, praying, meditating. So as you as you were staying home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you what I, drew you back to it? Just the loneliness, the oh the agony that I was in. The pain. I was in pain. I had just come out of an engagement. Um, like I said, my whole home was. So why prepared. did that engagement finish? Oh God, probably put his hand in it. You sure, know. but I mean, in in Literally. relationship terms. Oh. <laughs> it was a 10-year relationship that should have never been, really. Oh, so you were with one guy? During... For the whole time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and... Um... Was he part of the agency? He was no. one? No. No, he had nothing to do with the industry. But... Um... A lot older than you? He was 13 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So... We got together when I was very young, again. So I was very influential. And he kind of moulded me like how he liked... Yeah. To be. So I lost my identity completely. I lost my free spirit, my loving, my love for Jesus even, you know, I kind of... What was he like? He was a, like, it was a gentle guy, a tough guy? A... <laughs> gentle is not the word I would use to describe him, no. Um, uh, yeah, he was not a good person to be with, especially when you're so young and influential. And uh, he really took advantage of me for that whole time. And I was in a toxic, abusive relationship where I was 
I put him before God, you know, like he was my idol mm-hmm. kind of thing. And he loved that, I'm sure, you know. Yeah. And he just took advantage of that because I was so loving. And instead of giving that out to the world and to God and, you know, coming back at me, it was just given and never reciprocated. So for you, you were just, for him, you were just an object of his pleasure. Yeah. And someone he can show off. Yeah, and use and abuse. And uh, you just accepted that? You just didn't know any better in a sense? I, just, I guess I had no self-confidence. You know, I think I just was so young. Like I keep saying, way too young to move anywhere on your own. Um, I was was it more emotional abuse or physical abuse as well? Uh, mostly emotional, but you know, he was he was not a great guy, let's just put it that way. Okay. And I just put up with anything and I um, continued to almost beg for his love, you know, and it became this, oh, yeah, it was a long... So how did it finish? You, you came to Australia and he didn't wait. So we broke up our engagement and I came to Australia to just refresh myself. Um, that's when my visa... And why did you break the engagement? Oh, just from fighting. It just one fight went to another to another and you know it just wasn't working okay so he had proposed to you and you said yes initially mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah but when that broke up i was just devastated i it took me at least a year to recover from that and um yeah the whole time my visa was lost in the mail was the biggest blessing ever because I would have gone straight back to America and, and straight back to him. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I had, I needed to sit down and learn all my lessons and, you know, I think the hardest So when did you make the click? Well, so the first year was kind of just getting over it. Healing. Getting myself back together, healing. Did you have but someone in your life who was helping you? I did. My auntie was... Um, a pillar of strength and she just continued to tell me scriptures and send me songs and share how much Jesus loves me and also remind me of who I was when I was when I was 15 before yeah. I moved away and um, having my family around me which I hadn't had for all that time who all love me and support me and yeah. want the best of me and all Christians as well so it was a nurturing environment it was the healthiest environment you could be in yeah it sure was and then (laughs) and then um after all these flashbacks which is like two years later now and looking in the mirror and going despite all of these things you know i had this um it was almost like i had a horse body and a real human head and my hair was up but it was somehow flowing down and I was so elegant and I was like wow okay and I just went to bed on that note I was thinking Matisha like you have all this money saved because you just want to go back and start a life in America and it's been two years now and you're not getting any answer and like why America you know why are you holding yourself to one thing? And I decided, oh, I have a friend in Paris, I have a friend here, like I could kind of go anywhere I want. 
And I was really excited, actually. I went to bed, like, renewed a little bit. Yeah. And I woke up that morning early at around 6 a.m. to finally my visa approved. It was lost in the mail, had been for the whole two years. And I just fell on my knees and cried because um, I realized that it was Jesus who wanted me to first yeah. spend some time with him, make him my idol, yeah. um, shed all my layers of my onion. Yeah. And um, despite not being worthy of going back and doing it all again, he gave that opportunity back to me and said, go. You want to go so much, go back. <laughs> Which was amazing. It was amazing because um, at that point I'd let go of going. I'd let go of my friends. I'd let go of my career. I'd let go of it all. And... Um, yeah, I, I went back to New York as a brand new person, a brand new person. I was like, it's like I flew there without a plane, you know. Did you get baptized? I've been baptized a few times. Okay, <laughs> I hear you. That's fine. <laughs> I've been baptized a couple of times because I, um, like I said, I was born a Christian, always loved Jesus, and then was baptized in church, and then when I lived my own life, did my own thing, and was not living a Christian lifestyle yeah. at all. And that was the time when Jesus plucked me out and said, you are mine. Yeah. And he took me away from America, and he took away all of the things that I thought I wanted. And basically, I had, like, my sister's bed and him, <laughs> you know, is yeah. what I had. And funny how it's always in the times when you least deserve it and you least expect it. I wasn't asking yes. for him to come into my life. I knew I was in a bad situation, mm. but I I wanted that bad situation at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you went back to New York, you knew you were changed? Completely changed. I was a brand new person. I got rejected from the modeling industry. Um, I still had a few clients who loved me from years before and they were friends and they continued. So A, I probably made the most money in this time, but I was rejected from the industry completely because I was just so clean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They're not used to girls like that. They want somebody who would go partying with them after and who wear what they tell them to and whatever. Yeah. So I was a brand new person going back to New York and I was so filled with Jesus that I had a vision of um, sharing a message of him and how he's healed me and how everyone can have that healing. And in my physical form, saw it as like being su super successful modeling, yes. that I could reach all these people. Mm. You know, and I'm going, what's happening? And um, COVID hit, <laughs> you know, that didn't happen yeah. at all. I've come home. So you, you, that's when you made the decision to return? Uh, I spent about a year during COVID there, but um, I did. I went straight back to, not straight back, but I went back to my ex again. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Even though, even though you had Jesus? I did. I think the devil was like, he knew. came to me even stronger. You yeah, know, he, he knew really your weakness. Me. And Jesus also gave me back my visa and was like, if you're that's so desperate to go, like, go. 
And when I got um, back into this scenario, again, I was a completely changed person. Mm. And nothing was working because yep. he hadn't changed. And nothing was working and um, I knew this time that I was doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And so I made the decision myself. Instead of being like kicked out and yeah. go back to Australia and never see your friends again, this time I got to see my friends and think, don't share anything in common and be back with my ex and think, you don't love me and you know go back into the industry and think none of you guys care about me for me to have the decision to say i don't want anything to do with this actually so you actually left him yeah i did left everything i left my career my um, friends and my city yeah my dog my ex yeah you cut the umbilical cord I did, and happily, yeah. extremely happily, because where before it was like the worst thing that ever happened to me. Sure. This was, I was a brand new person. Nothing that I used to do is anything that I wanted. Mm. And I just waited up and like, well, a wholesome life at home with my family, yeah. um, a normal job. And at the time, I obviously didn't know what I was coming home to. I just, um, I knew I probably wouldn't fly again due to COVID. So I knew I was saying goodbye. Was it difficult for you to get back here with COVID? Very hard to get on a plane and... Yeah, especially because I knew that I wasn't going to go back again. Okay. Um, if you ask any of my people who know me, my family or friends, me living in Australia happily, they would have never imagined that. Yeah. You know, I was going to live in New York till... I was Death. 80 something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the blessing in itself that I'm home, wanting to be home happily. And so, what church me. did you settle in when you got back from the United States? Times Square Church. Uh, no, here. Oh, here, yeah, sorry. Uh, Linwood Christian Community Church. Is there a Church of Christ? Or? Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And how did the hands and feet come about? So, um, when I landed in Sydney, I quarantined. I thought I was going to live in Sydney because I still like a little bit of the city life. Modern life, yeah. Yeah, and I can still model there. There's yeah, still there's more opportunities. Yeah, and I came back for Christmas, like mm -hmm. this time last year, back to Perth, and my brother um, introduced me to the church that he was going to. And in their flyer, they had a um, job a job notice uh, for a manager of a warehouse, <laughs> <laughs> yes. which doesn't sound like me. <laughs> yeah. You know, from like high fashion to high biz kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Gloves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hard hats, boots. Um, and... Because I was a changed person and I saw that maybe through modelling I could reach people because it was a bad industry that maybe I could tell them about Jesus that way. Um, that was my only desire now from yeah. that point on. And it wasn't through modelling that that was going to happen. And um, Hands and Feet is a charity who distribute food to churches, who yes. then churches distribute it to their communities. 
and it's about sharing the love of Jesus and trying to be more like him, just openly giving, loving. And um, So you apply for the job? Yeah. I was like, mum's nudging me at church. And on your CV, you've got no experience <laughs> in the field whatsoever. At all. And you know, I didn't need a um, truck license, but they probably should have made me get one. <laughs> it's been an interesting year. Um, been the best year of my life. So they recruited you? That was it? You got the job? Yeah, I got the job. Um, Did you go to Sydney to get trained a little bit? Mm-hmm. Because their warehouse has been going seven years in Sydney. Yeah. They just opened in Brisbane and Perth in March. And you had to set it all up here. <laughs> yeah. Did I have the warehouse or not yet? No, they had the warehouse. They had the truck. Um, I have a volunteer with me, Steve. Yeah, he, I know. Amazing. Yeah, he does. He can do everything. He's a jack of all trades. He got the truck registered. You know, he set up some. And the freezer. Freezer. <laughs> oh, you don't have freezers and freezers. No, we do. We have a big cool room. We okay. have freezers. Um, and yeah, my job now is. Driving a truck around and sharing. Picking up from collars and woolies. And then rehashing them a little bit in the factory, in the warehouse. You've got volunteers coming through to do that or just... We have a few volunteers. More would be great if anyone's interested. Where is the warehouse? In, <laughs> in Aussie Park. Aussie Park, okay. Yeah. okay. yeah. So it's... um. I'm not sure if it's my punishment or my uh, gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you put it. <laughs> I'm still trying to work that one out. Community <laughs> services. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're on parole. Some days I'm like, wow, oh, I'm so blessed, you know, to yeah. be connecting with all these churches and yeah. pastors. And then some days I'm sweating and I've got five more collars to go through and I've just loaded 200 kilos onto the truck and I'm like... You don't need to go to the gym anymore, <laughs> do you? No, I don't. A lot <laughs> I of should, lifting. but I don't. A lot of lifting and pushing it. It's sorting. Cool. And now that it's summer, you know, whew, yeah. it's it's hot work. <laughs> but you're enjoying it. Like I say, <laughs> I have my days. I love what I do. Um, and I do feel extremely blessed to be in the position that I am in. And then there's other days where I'm going, <laughs> what did I do so wrong? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, is it full time or? I'm only part time, yeah. Three days a week? Three days a week. Okay. What else do you do with your time? So, um, I've just launched a website selling vintage clothing. Okay. It's been a very busy few years doing that um, on the site. I still model. So, vintage clothing, um, is that a. a you, it's a passion? <laughs> yeah. And do you buy these and then tidy them up a little bit? And, uh, sold them together or whatever you go through <laughs> with them and then you uh, on sell them yeah yeah okay it are you are you good with sewing and uh, creative like that or yeah i can do a little sewing nothing special if it needs to be you know shirt or special things i get someone to do it for me okay um most of the time it's literally finding these things and i've accumulated them from traveling all around the world so they're very unique pieces and usually don't need anything doing to them yeah and I was lucky to find them for bargains yeah okay yeah and you still you can still source them or you you have a big database or... we have a big database already um should keep us going for a few years good but 
we can source them because I, I love thrifting anyway. Source them all the time. So what what era are you? We've got fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Male and female, or just dresses? Just dresses for now. Yeah. Um, wouldn't mind adding a couple male things in later. Mm. We've got dresses now, um, nightwear, and going on to accessories and swimwear. Okay. In a month or so, I just need to sit, sit down for a second. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. And who, who are your clients? Well, no, no one right now, <laughs> considering we opened last week. It's only online, yeah? It's online, so hopefully worldwide our clientele. I'd say mostly from Australia, um, where we'll target, but... Just people want, art, uh, you know, accessories from that period, or...? Yeah, hoping to bring it back a little bit in style. It's so feminine. Um, can't find the materials. Yeah. The prints, the colors. Yeah. Anymore, everything's mass produced. So. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, everything. And you're still made. doing a bit of modeling as well. Still modeling. Um, not much goes on in Perth in yeah. the modeling yeah, scene. Yeah. But I mean, you're still connected to that um, yeah. world in a sense. And still work a couple of times a month, yeah. and that. Um, really helps does it help you more emotionally uh, than no. financially or financially <laughs> financially okay emotionally I, I go back to work and they sit around and they do my hair and makeup and they gossip about that person and then that's it you know that used to be my life you know yeah. I just sit there gobsmacked at how that used to be something you don't that... have to go home and write any emails you don't have to think yeah. about anything and that was my career for so long. Bubble. Such a bubble. Such yeah. a bubble. So what's next for you? Obviously you've got this <laughs> new project now with the vintage clothing. Yeah. What's it called? Queen and the Fox. Queen and the Fox? Mm -hmm. It's my auntie and I. Okay. We're we'll give it a bit of a pitch. I'm the Fox. <laughs> so queenandthefox.com.au? Mm-hmm. Dot com. Dot com. Queenandthefox.com. All right. I'm sure our listeners will find you, queenandthefox.com. There you go, guys. Um, Enter at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> There's no dog, is there? Sorry? Is there a fox or a dog barking there? <laughs> There's lots of dogs in our photos. We yeah. always try to get the family dogs in the photos. Who's the model? <laughs> Hello. Uh, so I'm a model, my auntie's the photographer. Beautiful. Um, yeah. It was fun. And we actually did that in the time that I was healing. Oh, beautiful. And that was... Nice project. Yeah. Together with my auntie, we were both growing and learning so much. Um, she really restored my confidence in... Well, in modelling, but in real life too. Just she's a, she's a very strong pillar and she's a very soulful woman and everything that she does is on faith, so... That's beautiful. Yeah. You could Are you in a relationship at the moment? Am I in a relationship? No. You... <laughs> are you... No. Trying to keep away for a while? Yeah. There's still healing <laughs> that needs to be done? Um, no, no healing. No healing. I'm completely fine. Um, mm -hmm. For the first time ever, I wake up happy every day. Yeah. You know, I used to spend probably 50% of my life in turmoil. Okay. And now I don't spend any yeah. time like that at all. Um, and before I get into a relationship, I just want to be with Jesus for a few Quite years. Quite some time, yeah. yeah. Strengthen that <laughs> yeah. intimacy. Yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. Definitely. 
So, um, what what dreams do you have? What life dreams do you have? My one and only dream is to share the message that Jesus loves you in all times and aspects and situations and scenarios of your life. Yeah. You know, there's not one person unworthy of his love. And I think a lot of the times we feel like we're so unworthy of even praying to him, yeah. you know, at times. And in those times, you know, that's when he brings you in the closest and, mm. you know, shows you his love the most, maybe even. Um, and there's no more empowering, freeing, suddenly, like, I had nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> he could just do everything, you know. I didn't have to think about anything and he just led the way and the most amazing miracles happen to me all the time where people just say exactly what I was thinking or tell me a scripture to read that I just needed to hear and um, even the daily reading today was the plans of men will fail but yeah. God's purpose for us will prevail you can <laughs> you know do you see yourself married children family yes, yes yeah. definitely yeah definitely. legacy building <laughs> Definitely. Farmhouse, suburban house. Farmhouse. Farmhouse. Horses. Um, Chickens. I would like to get off the grid. Off the grid. Away from this crazy Smart home. Sustainable living. Maybe not a smart home. Not <laughs> just, just a little bit more just of a simple. sanctuary. Simple. And you know what? That was always my dream since I was a child. Yeah. It's just that no one could believe I lived in New York and loved it. Because yes. I was just the opposite of yeah. that. And um, I'm back to myself again. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wonderful. What would you like um, your grandkids when they talk about their grandma? What would you like them to talk about when, when they think of you? Fun. Fun. Uplifting. Strong. Mm, I, I picture being the perfect, I picture the perfect husband, you know, and I think, well, if he's all of these things, what am I, you know, <laughs> I can't just get that, so, um, it's putting God first in everything, it's that um, wife or grandma or whatever that has trust and stability and calmness and doesn't worry and just gets things done and by the time the kids wake up she's got the house clean and the dress on and the makeup on and she's everything's done and she's just attentive to, you know that's nice <laughs> it sounds great doesn't it you're gonna wear some traditional wear then some some oh, yeah. vintage clothes <laughs> for all that i don't really wear anything else this is from the 70s yeah yeah nice <laughs> beautiful well wow. yeah uh, I think you'll, you'll make a good wife and a good mother and a good grandma and maybe even a great-grandma, you know. I think you're going to live till 100. Uh, Hopefully beyond. not. I feel about 100 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I do believe that um, our generation, if I would consider myself part of your generation, older, <laughs> but uh, I believe there's a good chance we, we will live much longer than previous generations. There's a strong chance because I think we live healthier. I think we eat better, I think we exercise more, I think our mindset is a lot stronger in the sense uh, and unless we suffer some 
horrible accidents or disease, I believe, uh, you know, the life expectancy will improve in the years to come. Mm. So, 100, here Haven't we go. Haven't looked at it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the opposite, but yeah, you know, in yeah. McDonald's and all these fast food places that are new. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't eat much there, but uh, occasionally when we spoil the kids, but yeah. generally we try and look for wholesome foods. Uh, Leticia, what yeah. would you like to say to young girls whose dream is to become a New York model? So they're, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, dreaming of their glamorous lifestyle. Mm. Well, nothing is what it seems for one. It's really not that glamorous. Very nice to have your hair and makeup done and um, do a few poses. Um, you have to be extremely strong. You have to have a great head on your shoulders and stay firm in who you are. Don't compromise what feels uncomfortable for you. Um, it's definitely not all it's cracked up to be. Um, that was never really my dream. It just kind of fell into me, but I did think I wanted to be a famous singer when I was younger, you know, and the industry is a scary place. It's a scary place for a young girl to be. I would suggest finish school. I would suggest um, go check out this big bad city with a, with a parent first, you know. Um, I kind of just went there and was supposed to be there on my own for yeah. a few months where if I think if mum came with me or if somebody came with me. Auntie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she wouldn't have let me stay yeah. for yeah. sure. Um, but just to settle you in and keep close contact with the people who love you. Because it might sound fun to run away and be independent and make your own decisions. But mums somehow are always right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm learning. Um, and had I kept in contact more yeah. and um, listened to their advice more, you yeah. know, it was all learning. I, ha I obviously had to learn the hard way, but if you don't have to learn the hard way, I suggest don't. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus is with you all the time, all the time. And mm. we can forget that. Quite easily. Quite easily. So mm. it just takes one Bad decision. One blinded yeah. moment and that can shatter everything and take you on a different path. It can... And there's no time that you're unworthy to pray, you know. He'll be there like that. Yeah, he's always there. Yeah. So, um, any young girls aspiring to model, I'd say don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word of advice, don't. <laughs> no. Um, I've actually got a 15-year-old sister. Yeah. She's turning 15 tomorrow. And wow. When, when I did come home, my agency was like, yeah, come in and visit and bring your sister, you know? Yeah. And when I went in, I'm like, hi, guys, you know, remember me? Because <laughs> they were just all over my sister. Sure. And within a minute, they're measuring her and they're taking photos of her and they're like, sign here. And it was, she was on the spot, you know? Yeah. And I think 
for a young girl, it's... it's Very tempting. Yeah, it sounds great. Did she sign? She did. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't stop her, could you? <laughs> she did, but... Um, she's lucky that she has me as an older sister who's yeah, been there. You'll watch out for her. Yeah, and my mum knows a lot about it too. She said, okay, yep. you can have Charlie, but... She won't be traveling. These are the she, terms and she conditions. She will be going to school and she won't take a day off. And yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely keep your parents involved in yeah. what you're doing. They have your best interests. And um, what else? It's just about staying true to you, really. Mm. And that's not just for modeling. That's in growing up as a young girl, yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to rebel, you want to meet a young boy maybe, or you want to go to that party, or yeah. you just want to do those things when you're that age. <laughs> and sometimes you have to do them to learn, but yeah, um, if you don't have to, <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't yeah. Thank you so much, Letitia. Look, uh, I love how you... You know, obviously you care now. You care for the girls. You care for the generation that follows. And um, if they can avoid the mistakes that you've made, you know, even by sharing your story today, even if you help one girl, you, you've done an amazing job. Yeah. But I'm sure you're impact, impacting many, many lives out there, uh, both, you know, through hands and feet, but, you know, just by being there and sharing your story and being with the people. And I think that's really beautiful. So thank you so much for... Uh, being vulnerable and sharing your story at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. <laughs> thank you, Nathaniel. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. What a beautiful story. You know, he, uh, every time we interview people here at Kingdom Stories from Down Under, you never know what you get. You know, you just explore, <laughs> you go deep, you take each layer. And um, it's just beautiful how we can go, you know, five, ten levels down and... Uh, uh, you know, go mining for the gold and the gold has come out tonight and there was so much in it and uh, look, it doesn't really matter where you are on, on the journey or where you want to go on the journey, just know that God is always there and the glamour of the world is temporary and there's always darkness behind the glamour, it's just a spotlight and behind the spotlight there's a lot of darkness. But the true glory of God is much more beautiful and it will attract you and that lasts an eternity. So we'll, we'll name this from glamour to glory because we believe that, you know, the glamour of this world pales in comparison to the glory that God wants us to be part of. Just to see it and to feel it and to live in that beautiful, beautiful, um, constant relationship with the Lord Jesus. Um, for those of you who enjoy this content, please share it with other people so more and more people can grow and be encouraged on their path. We'll see you next time at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.